0: Vlad Olaru, the founder and CTO of PixelGrade, has been working with WordPress for the past 10 years. His primary focus is on selling premium WordPress themes. Vlad's exposure to the WordPress economy started with custom client work, continuing with products on ThemeForest, then expanding to WordPress.com. Today he is selling themes directly through a self-hosted shop at PixelGrade.com and distributing free WordPress themes through WordPress.org. In this podcast, Vlad talks to us about WordPress forces, trends, and future developments, and believes that 2020 will be a crucial year for WordPress small businesses. Welcome to another episode of Elementor Website Talks. Matan. Yes, Ben.
1: You know that in the past three years since Elementor launched, the WordPress ecosystem has gone through so many amazing changes from Gutenberg and the whole industry is changing.
0: From themes to different solutions, uh, that's what you mean? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So a few weeks ago, I stumbled upon
1: a very interesting article, and I decided to reach out and contact the person who wrote this article, who is the co-founder of Pixelgrade, Vlad Olaro. So welcome to the show. Hi. So let's start at the beginning, Vlad. Tell us a a little bit about your company, Pixelgrade, and what makes it uh, unique.
2: We are... uh a small studio a boutique studio if you want to call it like that focused on uh, on solving actual solutions on uh, on providing actual solutions to people's problems we uh, started in a in a time when the multipurpose team was just uh, appearing and uh, really uh, getting uh, results but uh, right from the start we didn't want that we actually stayed very uh, clear of, of it because we uh, we didn't saw the the design solutions in it. Basically, it uh, it was a free for all. So we uh, we strive to do niche proje- products that uh, uh, address a small a small audience and uh, hopefully in a better way than. Uh, a general solution. With this year, we uh, we celebrated uh, celebrated eight years in business, so uh, we have some experience in this space. Uh, some say we we are uh, an old company now, but I I, I don't find it uh, like that. We we struggle with uh, things that uh, new companies also struggle. So no uh, no oldness in us. I'm I'm the co-founder or pixel Grid together with my brother.
0: Were you always boutique studio providing uh, solutions for clients or do you still have clients you work for, build websites for, or just focused on um, basically creating themes?
2: Basically, we had the the trajectory of many uh, small team shops. Uh, We started with client work. We uh, only uh, did the client work as as a result of our uh, freelancing years. So me and my brother, I don't know, three or four years of freelancing work, mainly for the West and uh, from the West, uh, since we are in Romania. So this is our location Uh, and. we we've tran- transitioned to to building a team uh, in uh, around our freelancing clients, and um, about two years we we only did uh, client work, and uh, frustrations started to to pile up to 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 feel that uh, our uh, creative freedom, so to speak, wasn't uh, allowed to to flourish. And we decided that we needed to to transition to building our own products and uh, making it on on our own, so to speak.
0: This is quite similar, Ben, to Elementor's story. You know, our founders started as an agency working with clients, frustrated with the design uh, barriers in WordPress, and the rest is uh, history. But this is really similar.
1: Yeah. And I'm... I'd like to know more about uh, uh, the website uh, because you do content marketing, you have a theme shop, you sell uh, plugins uh, as well. So how does how do you uh, manage this whole operation through the website?
2: Uh, a m- minor correction, we, we don't currently sell plugins. We might ah, okay. at the at a, at a point. We have plugins, but they are uh, helper plugins for our teams right now. Oh, okay. But we are uh, exploring that, uh, that direction. Our, uh, for for many years, we didn't have a site. So we, we, we just had a, a, a picture of the team with our logo on it because we, we didn't need it. We uh, we were selling on Envato, on Team Forest, they were doing all the marketing and business was booming. So no need to worry about that, uh, sadly we we should have worried but uh, it took us a while to learn that lesson our website is about three years old we didn't uh, make it we uh, we didn't design it at first because we knew that we would have a hard, hard time uh, deciding on what to do and what not and we had the uh, um, friends in our our town that uh, had an agency and we we said that they should do it so they were very familiar with Elementor. We didn't knew about Elementor whatsoever, so they they pushed for uh, for building it on Elementor, uh, especially the the static pages at that time. It's built on uh, WooCommerce.
1: You had a business uh, focused through the, the all the entire business was revolved around uh, Envato and WordPress.com. I, I read exactly. Yeah. How was the transition? You have employees. How was the transition to your own site? Did did it, did you have a, a reduction in 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 revenue at first? Like, what was it like?
2: Thankfully for us, we kind of started early transitioning, and we had the time to to experiment with the site to see what works for us and what not. We didn't uh, give up on uh, Team Forest on. Uh, but initially we we had so we had the the income uh, streams pretty stable but we knew that things were not going to to go uh, up uh, rather downhill so uh, we needed uh to, to to be more independent and the uh, focus on on building our brand because uh, together with the new website uh, it uh, involved the branding process and uh, a new, uh, a new identity and a, a more polished identity. So it, it came with the full package, so to speak. In terms of transitioning, it wasn't easy because we are uh, we have too many ideas, and uh, we we constantly want to to iterate, to experiment. What if this? What if that? Uh, at first, we uh, we started with straight with subscriptions. A business model that uh, we weren't uh, aware of, Uh, we didn't have any experience with it because on Team Forest and WordPress.com, it was a one-time sale, at least um, the majority of of them. And we wanted to to try a business model that would be more sustainable, more uh, more, uh, future-proof. And we went with subscriptions monthly and yearly sadly it didn't pan out so the the market uh the market for teams the market for plugins luckily uh, it, it did uh, quite well in that uh, that respect with the subscriptions but um, team customers were not ready to buy into this business model so uh, after a year or so we we kept the yearly subscription but our main uh, offering is the one time purchase um with a higher price than than the market so we would like to 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 have recurring revenue more recurring revenue but right now the 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 mindset of the customer is not uh, not really there but i'm uh, i'm getting into the business side and rather you wanted to to discuss about the the site yeah
0: so your average client you would say nowadays is someone that let's say buys one theme and that's it this is the model right now basically you have many i saw we we, we've checked that out and there are so many themes uh aimed at different professions obviously so would you say that the clients are different professionals in their field coming and purchasing this theme and then customizing it to their needs
2: yeah we we are not uh, so much oriented towards uh, agencies and developers they, they are among uh, our clients, but uh, we've always been focused on the end user, the, the end uh, uh, user of the site, the end administrator or content marketer or service or provider. Visual. Yeah. 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 Uh, because like, like I said at the beginning, we, we strive to provide solutions to actual problems, not uh, intermediary. Problems like a like an agency would have that needs to I don't know um, project manage and uh, um, uh, wireframe the work and so on. So we uh, we we have uh, about three three main niches that we we approach um, starting with uh, hobby driven people. We we call them that. Uh, don't uh, don't gain any money from their site. they just want a blog. They just want to showcase I don't know, their recipes, their photography, their travels, and so on. We have creative professionals that are uh, individuals mainly that uh, um, function as a business, um, photographers, uh, journalists, and the like, fashion bloggers that um, advertise to their site, so on and so on. And we have small businesses, small local businesses. We we call them uh, mainly uh, small restaurants, cafes, uh, tea shops. Uh, that um, I don't know. Well, they are also niche businesses that that don't don't have the budget at, at the beginning to go to a large agency and get uh, the whole package. They need to to bootstrap it. To, to some extent, and uh, we we target those, and we help them survive so or grow to a point where they can afford uh, a large agency to 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 overhaul their site and I don't know do a branding process and so on.
1: There's a huge difference between there are a lot of designers that don't have a website. Surprisingly, a lot of uh, designers yeah. that I talk yeah. to, and there's a huge difference in to, in terms of the investment you need to make when you're just relying on referrals, as opposed to when you're relying on content marketing, an active blog, uh, campaigns on on Google and Facebook. So, what what kind of uh, efforts do you do you, how do you manage today?
2: So today we 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 are in a i don't know uh sort of uh in a point where we we try to consolidate the the various channels because um during the last e- uh, a year a year and a half we've experimented quite a bit with uh different marketing uh, channels different marketing uh approaches uh content marketing was always one of our uh Main focuses because we we are in, in in this for the long game we We don't want uh, short bursts of uh, of uh, sales we We value those. we appreciate them if they uh, they exist, but that we, we know they uh, they don't uh, provide a stable and sustainable way of doing business. So <clears throat> that is why we we constantly write about uh, our products, about who we are. Uh, as a brand, as a team, our values, quite recently, we, we published our transparency report for the past six months. We, we, we've done that for the past, I don't know, four years in a, in a way to, to give back to the community, to, to, to reach out to fellow team authors, developers, I don't know. So uh, on our blog, we, uh, we publish all, all sorts of uh, articles, start, starting from product. Uh, focused ones, team, uh, business, uh, client interviews. Uh, uh, we we do Skype calls with them and try to to get to the story behind their uh, their uh, their business and how uh, our team <clears throat> and uh, their whole interaction with us help them get better results. And uh, that's uh, quite a good source of karma for us. Since we, we get to know people from all around the world, uh, some quite famous, I would say, in their local communities, like chefs and uh, that open up a, a restaurant. And I don't know for what some reason end up uh, choosing one of our teams. That is, cool. That is quite surprising. Yeah.
1: Did you travel and, and uh, did they invite you to, to have dinner? at uh...
2: and Unfortunately not, but uh, we, uh, we should do that.
0: So you provide some of the content, obviously, in your blog, in your company blog, but you also, and this is what actually brought us to this uh, podcast, uh, what Ben mentioned, the article, the state of WordPress economy, which you wrote about the problems of GPL, more specifically, uh, how it leaves the developers in the mercy of their users. Can you describe these problems that you refer to in the article?
2: Uh, so, so these are not new problems. They were always there st- straight from the beginning of WordPress, uh, it, because it were, uh, they were in the license, in the GPL license. What happened was that times were so good, uh, business was booming. So none of us cared uh, much about them. So basically we, we wanted to ignore them. Uh, we uh, didn't care about people, uh, I don't know, uh, taking our products and using them on multiple sites because, uh, there was plenty to go around. And, uh, we, we didn't have any, any issues with that. Uh, the problems started appearing, uh, quite uh, lately, uh, due to, to the market uh, shifting and, and and Team Forest, the, the main premium team, uh, marketplace. Uh, started to go, I would say, um, <clears throat> far away from us, from authors and uh, going uh, alone with elements and so on. So they uh, they uh, took another route. The whole uh, development around with the WordPress core, mainly Gutenberg, it happened. So this, at least for us and some in, uh, in the, the ecosystem, started to to raise the the need to ask long uh, needed questions. And the main question is, uh, uh, who, who controls WordPress? Who is WordPress for? And uh, who benefits from it? I, and I, uh, I completely understand that this is not a, a one or a zero uh, uh, answer and that there are many, many, many gray areas here. For many years, the entire community, a, a beautiful community that the WordPress managed to, to gather around in work camps and meetups and so on, actually believed or was tricked into believing that it controlled WordPress, that it built WordPress, uh, the, the entire community through marketing, through um, translations, to code contributing and so on. And then Gutenberg came that, uh, I don't know, shed, shed, um, um, a spotlight that it, it didn't uh, work like that, and that uh, mainly automatic and uh, a few large agencies controlled how things work uh, in uh, in a meaningful way. I get it that uh, I don't know uh, you can contribute uh, translation here and there, but these are uh, side uh, side uh, contributions and uh, with a small impact in the overall direction but when uh mainly automatic wants something it gets done like WordPress like Gutenberg and core no matter what no matter if uh, half the community have a different opinion no it gets done so that raised many uh many alarm bells for me so about two years uh, going back that some some trust has been uh, has has been betrayed in uh, in in this relationship that uh, this is uh, an open uh, project that uh, anyone has a say that uh, you can contribute uh, however um, um, small or large and you are welcome to do that but when it comes to actually setting up some uh, some rules some governance like the wp governance project the truth uh, tends to to come out and uh, and and uh, make it quite clear that uh, there's a BBFL there that uh, will uh, draw the the lines.
1: Can you explain about the WordPress governance uh, uh, WordPress project? Yeah, the WordPress governance project uh, that you mentioned.
2: Yeah, uh, Morton uh, Henrik. Uh, I, uh, I I can't spell his name. Yeah. so <laughs> it's Morton yeah. from Linda. He is one of uh, the few advocates that uh, sense this this vacuum of clarity around who, uh, in what way decisions are made in WordPress. And uh, he proposed constantly the need to to gather around the, the same table and uh, think about how, how we go from here, how we make decisions, how we, uh, I, I wouldn't say reach a more democratic uh, uh, setting. But have some clarity around when a decision needs to be made, who and uh, uh, who has the authority to make it, who has the uh, the liberty to to make uh, concrete uh, proposals, and so on. Things that right now in WordPress, including the WordPress core, are barely existent. We we have the core uh, committers, and that's about it. So if you, I don't know. Uh, like the the endless saga on WordPress.org and uh, uh, upgrading the the team's presentations on on uh, the the directory that uh, right now are bare bones. It's just a screenshot and some text. So that's it. And for years, people have been discussing to make them prettier, basically. And nobody has the the authority to make a call to say we will never never do this or okay, let's do it. no, because there are so so many um, uh, split teams amongst the, the directory that don't speak to each other, like the plugins and the team's team. They are miles away, so I, it's it's a deadlock. No, no one can uh, can uh, take a decision.
1: I think one of the problems that might have an effect on this is that it's hard to grasp how the WordPress ecosystem works. And I'm not sure that a lot of people understand. That's why I think your article is important uh, in, in the way you, you kind of draw that picture. Whether people agree with the, the, the whole description or not, I think some things are uh, definitely viable here. And the idea is, first of all, that GPL is kind of the standard. All the plugins are completely GPL. And you raise the question like, who actually benefits from the GPL? And the next, the the next step in this process is like, okay, GPL is uh, is there? It it kind of brought this whole ecosystem of contributors, uh, of of themes and plugins, and then those themes and plugins kind of uh, get neglected when uh, their business uh, business uh, you know uh, um, model gets jeopardized, and and. You know, I can only say sorry, because Elementor had a part in, in, uh, in uh, you know, in, in kind of uh, the fact that uh, it serves to, to replace some of the part of, of themes.
2: You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be sorry. <laughs> because I, I think that Elementor does a good job and uh, a very good job. That's why we use it uh, at, uh, at a, uh, for, for a certain uh, need for agencies. It's, it's golden. So to speak. So even for us, we 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 took Elementor and created a bunch of custom widgets for it to, to serve our needs. We we use it kind of a, as a framework. So there there's no need to apologize for that. You you created a good product, you a useful product that people um, use it every day. So that that's not a problem. That you uh, destroyed some of the multi-purpose teams. That's a good thing for us. You should have done that.
1: <laughs> so you mentioned that theme providers actually need to change their perspective and become a, you call it, website solution providers.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that's a long uh, long time standing uh, truth that we as team makers knew. People didn't come to us to buy a theme. They, uh, as, as a piece of code, no, they wanted a site uh they they told us that through uh, our support channels, but uh, everybody uh, in the old WordPress ecosystem the, I, I mean uh, the wordpress.org wanted to keep the team just a the team, the plugin, just a plugin, and uh, everything else it's up to the user. but we premium team sellers knew that this this was not the reality. everybody wanted the complete site that, that is why many customers simply buy the demo. They look at the demo they think that this is right for their business and they want a site exactly like that so no no alterations no they want to import it change the content and the, the images and that's it they they are even afraid to touch it as not to spoil it <laughs> so people wanted the site and uh, we for a long time uh, hampered our our growth our potential by claiming that we just sold you the team, and after that you are on your own and uh, you can do whatever you want with it, you can fork it, modify it wh- whatever and uh, I think that there is a, a tremendous opportunity in in that uh, transformation of team authors as site solution providers on the one side, plugins have a much harder time getting there because they they uh, they are not so much so um how should i say this they they don't think uh, about the whole integration we as team makers need to think about okay i'm using elementor i'm basing my team on elementor but i know that there are content form plugins there are um, google maps and uh, um, newsletter subscriptions and uh, e-commerce and so on so, I need to integrate those. I need to provide a complete styling for for each for each of them, and I need to present it to 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 my customer in a in a meaningful way, in a way that it doesn't break. so i'm I'm sort of the inter- integrator here as a team. You guys provide certain pieces and we put them together. we style them in a, in a consistent fashion. We make sure that they don't. Uh, uh, have conflicts with one another. We, to the best of all of our, our abilities, we, we, we can't, uh, uh, account for any, any situation, but we, we provide, the, at least us at Pixel Grid, we try to provide a, a complete solution. We, we consider a restaurant and try to, to imagine their needs. They need uh, a menu, they need, uh, some way to contact and some way to present.
1: We've seen some theme providers that actually understand that certain niches need some elements. If it's a restaurant uh, website, they need certain, if it's a you know a lawyer website, they need uh, certain other elements and some theme providers actually created a, a set of widgets that work in Elementor that actually serve that niche. That way they can uh, quickly create this customized theme slash website solution that uh, can get a, a, a real sale. Well, it's, it's very interesting, Vlad, and you, you really, I, I encourage everyone who's listening to, to go through the article,
0: and there are a lot of points that we didn't cover. Just one question before. How do you see 2020? In a week from now, we're going to start a new year. What are the trends that you're, going, that you're seeing as going to be stronger, get stronger? What, what, how do you see WordPress ecosystem in 2020?
2: For me, WordPress uh, 2020 will be an interesting year for WordPress. For us, independent uh, small businesses, it will be a make it or break it year, I, I believe. So if we don't change something in, in the way we, we do, I don't know, in, in two, three years' times, we will be pushed out, basically. Uh, WordPress as a, as a project, as an ecosystem, will survive and thrive, actually but in a different way it will be more about wordpress.com and big sites big uh, probably commerce sites sites but the the niche that started it all the small site owner that wants its place on on the web and wants to control its uh, its own uh, destiny so to speak uh, will be pushed towards other platforms or like uh, wix or uh, Shopify or uh, other other places that provide a, an easier entry, a smoother entry. So that is why I think it's an opportunity in this uh, in this in the, uh, this point for some of us to to consider uh, our our value and our value proposition in a different light, and uh, actually work more with plugin makers to to. to sustain one another
0: to create a, bit, a bigger
2: solution yeah, yeah and it will be a year where we'll hear more about blocks and gutenberg so that's not going to, to slow down actually i believe it is going to ramp up with the block directory and uh, i'm also curious some how elementor is going to respond with that i'm uh, watching and uh, Curious about what what technical solutions you you guys will uh, will come up with around Gutenberg, and um, it's it's going to be interesting for for sure. And I'm I'm going to try to write as much as I can about uh, about what uh, how I see things and keep the discussion going because I I don't think there's another any other way to, to move forward. Uh, rather than having this kind of discussions and uh, putting our our opinions on the table, if even if we don't agree with them, I I don't expect to to have all the the answers. I I expect to some of my opinions in a year's time to be contradictory. I'm okay with that. So
1: I agree. Uh, we shouldn't take anything for face value, and I think that uh, these discussions and and uh, continuation of uh, Opinions is, is very important for for a good success at the end. Uh, Vlad, how can people reach you and, and follow your blog and your content?
2: You can find me on Twitter on uh, Vlad Potter, like Harry Potter. Since my name is Olaro, like I said uh, to you guys, it's it means Potter. So, Vlad Potter. And on thinkwritecode.com. On Pixelgrade, uh, on Pixelgrade's blog, we, I uh, sometimes uh, write uh, for uh, for our blog, and that's about it. On GitHub, if some uh, are interested in uh, in my code, there are there are places.
1: Vlad, thank you very much for uh, being in uh, this interview, and I really love the uh, unique and broad spe- spectrum of perspective that you bring as a site owner, as a theme developer, soon to be maybe plugin developer, and. Uh you know uh and and uh, founder of course so thanks a lot
0: and uh happy new year yes and wishing you all the best in 2020